The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash midwestpodnet and support us for as little as a dollar a month. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. We have some game news before we jump into the Anthem demo and the 2019 release schedule. But before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network, including Horror Movie Yearbook and our awesome TV series shows uh, such as Westworld FM, Gone to Texas, and the Alienist Recap Podcast. Uh... You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month to help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at patreon.com slash midwestpodnet. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T. There's a better link now. Oh, he made a better link. mpn.bz slash Patreon. Okay. It's It was cheap and it was small. So it's mpn.bz slash Patreon. Cheap and small like Brian's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, is, is your mouth expensive? <laughs> Very. Very. It's insured. It's insured. Okay. Yeah. All right. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. That being said, Alex, you had a whole bunch of stuff. So should we start with Brian? Yeah, that's fine. Brian, what have you been playing? Um, I did another wild west wednesday with uh we didn't talk about the first one yet oh yeah so. i've done two wild west wednesdays basically i think is what we're calling them um we have some of us have carved out some time on wednesday <laughs> to play red dead redemption 2 online did you say we've whittled it <laughs> have we whittled the time did i say that you said carved out yeah okay yeah so yeah we whittled perhaps we whittled it whittled we whittled some time. Whittled our Wild West Wednesday time. Yeah. Anyways, um, first the, time I around, hate this so much. <laughs> it was uh, what Gojo and Nick and you, the three of us. Yeah, the three of us, us three podcast amigos, and one of your buddies from uh, and and Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Like we had to, like Gojo had to de- uh, dip into his deep pockets and buy us a posse because the the lemon posse (laughs) yes the lemon posse was born we also were very successful at pushing a bear into a lake but not until i I pushed it with my foot brian kicked it twice and it died (laughs) and i was livid we were all sad and then brian blew himself up with tnt as (laughs) some form of repercussion yes um i just want to say when you push a bear into the lake it behaves the exact same way it did in the first red dead game <laughs> well why fix it if it isn't no, broken yeah, no it wasn't but it, it it was like it goes in it slows down and it just kind of sits there and that's great so what else ha- what happened on the wild west wednesdays that i did not attend this past week um yeah we stole a train we stole nice. a train we went more than 10 miles in a train because i got some sort of like in-game achievement for that nice um we uh had a rivalry with another posse that's good that kind of spiraled out of control well, like it was basically just i think one or two guys and they were really good yeah and like they just wouldn't that stop happened the coming first after night us. too and oh we also burned a massive pile of bodies oh yeah that was fun <laughs> and nick took a picture of it while i was drinking yes 
So I I gotta say, I don't enjoy the griefing that occurs in Red Dead Online <laughs> at all. Like it removes a hundred percent of the fun for me and makes me not want to play it. I'm pretty sure at some point you'll there will be like a private server option. I think they just need to remove players from the map so you can't be hunted through the map system. Like if you just take yeah. other players off. Yeah, that's sweet because then they can't find you. You run into them naturally and they can't necessarily chase you down. Yeah, that's true. So I think if they just pulled them off the map, it would make that way more fun. Well, with uh, GTA Online, if that happened too much, you could put yourself in what was basically like a passive mode. Yeah. yeah. And you couldn't be attacked. Yeah. As long as you weren't attacking other people. Right. And that that should be an option, but it's not not. as far as I can tell, except for your camp. You can put in a I think it should be an option. I think people should be able to do that as much as they want if that's what they want to do. Yeah, they should have grief grief only servers. Yes. But I I think I mean, you can find a happy medium, I think, by removing the ability to find people on the map. Yeah, no. I also really like the Fallout 76. This is the one thing that I really love about Fallout 76 is that if somebody shoots you but you don't shoot them back, then they don't do much damage to you. Hmm. I really like that idea. Yeah, that's good. If you both shoot at each other, then that means you want to do what you're doing. Well, but if you if you if you don't then and you can like walk away. You can still go about your day, and it'll take them their entire bag of ammo in order to take you out. That sounds like a great way to do it to me too. But I feel like one of the ways they equalized this was—I don't know if it was GTA Online or old Red Dead or maybe both—they had the like a bounty system, I think, and that yeah. that would cut down on the griefing. Like if if you had a price on your head for being a dick, and everyone on the server was hunting you. I feel like that would maybe cut down a bit. Probably, but then it's only a solution for the wealthy in the game, which, welcome to life. But, but it, So <clears throat> here's what I propose, is they remove the ability to see people on the map unless they are a marked bounty. Or like on your or in your posse, yeah. so you can actually find each yeah. other. Well, you can see your own posse. That's fine, but but you can't see other players. Like yeah, I'm, I've never understood like why that's a thing. In those right, games. you shouldn't be able to see them anyways. Like you're, like you are playing with them, but you're not playing with them. Well, and then the other idea is that when you enter into a mission, other people should be able to come and steal your mission. So that's kind of a different thing too. But, but that's the thing. It would be better if it just naturally happened. Like if you stole a train as part of a mission, and like another posse rolls up on that train to take it from you, like not knowing that you're in the middle of a mission. I think it would just add a better element to that mm-hmm. than like alerting the whole map that like, hey, this person's doing a mission. You can go and fuck them if you want. Like, yeah, yeah. So I agree. But anyways, yeah. Wild West Wednesdays is fun. I had I had a good time. Yeah, we did a lot of hunting and we fishing got horses too. on the train too. Oh like, yeah, that was yeah. quite a task. Go, was Gojo, Gojo and Nick are pretty skilled at. at oh, the skill was non-existence. Of. You just had to like. <laughs> They drove a train to a bridge and then climbed up the mountain onto the roof of the bridge with the horse and then fell onto the train. I found another spot to try it, and basically my horse just crumbled. <laughs> Crumpled. He killed, I sh- he killed his horse. Yeah. There was a pool of blood. It just, like, fell onto the train and didn't get up ever again. Somehow right. Brian killed several horses this time. It just kept coming back, though. <laughs> when I dropped in and had to catch up to them on the train on my horse, there were, like, 12 just, horses along the, along the trail of dead horses. Yeah, yes. I, just, I didn't even have to follow the rail line. I could just follow the dead He's horses. He's like, oh, I must be getting close. They're still yeah. fresh. 
it was uh, it was pretty uh, it was pretty amazing. So yeah, yeah, we figured out some things. It was it was fun. Um, we hope to do it every week, but we'll see how that works out. Actually, I can't do it this week, but every other. Yeah, I chose to play Rainbow Six the day before, so I did not end up making it this week. Gotcha. I guess that's probably the only other game I've really been playing. Yeah. A little bit of Rainbow Six. Nothing new with that. Nope. Yeah. As of yet. All right. Uh, do you want it or you want me? Yeah, I can. I'll, okay. I'll just go real quick. Uh, I got this uh, Steel Series Nimbus for Christmas. Uh, it is a wireless Bluetooth controller that is apparently only usable with Apple devices. I did oh, not, really? I did not realize that. But you can install software onto your PC to allow it to recognize it as an Xbox control controller, but it's much more difficult than it's I care. It's like an to. X input yeah, dealy. Yeah, something like that. I just don't care to deal with it. I so wonder I if Steam been. has any. They might. I don't know. I'll have to look. Yeah. I just, I just. There's a whole other controller that is like just their general yeah. Bluetooth controller. I did not realize that this one is specific to Apple, but that's okay. It now allows me to play games on my iPad. But I mean, with a controller. You have Xbox controllers and DualShock controllers, yeah. so you can just use those for your PC. Right. No, but I didn't want to have to keep like swapping the wireless signal from like the PC to the Xbox uh, and things like that. Like That's why I wanted a separate yeah. controller. Anyways, uh, I bought uh, Bendy and the Ink Machine on the iPad, which if anybody recalls from our PAX episode, it was a game that I spoke very highly of. Uh, it's basically a, a kind of a puzzle, first-person sort of game where you're going through... And it's in a cartoon world that is kind of Steamboat Willie-ish from, mm. from uh, you know, old Disney Kind of cupheady. Yeah, cupheady, Steamboat Willie, but it's all monotone, like, or monochromatic. Yeah. It's all, like, black and, like, that, that sepia tone. Okay. Um, and you're collecting items and, like, solving puzzles and things to move on to different levels. Uh, it works really great with the Nimbus controller. It would also work great if I were just using the iPad itself because it's not a game that relies on you having quick reflexes or anything like that. Um. But yeah, it's cool. I, I like it. It was only five bucks, so nice. uh, I recommend that if you have an iOS device that can run it. Uh, it does kind of slog if you turn the detail all the way up. So I've been playing it with a little bit scaled back. Even on a pro? Yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Huh. The water physics in the game, like the ink physics, uh, not, it's ink, it's not water, uh, are pretty pretty incredible. Um, and then I downloaded. I also purchased the Alien Blackout game for the iPad. It was also five bucks. The um, Alien Isolation sequel, yes. mobile only sequel, spiritual mobile sequel, Blackout. And I haven't played it a ton, but it's very like you. You're playing as Amanda Ripley, and you're up in the air ducts, and you're directing a team of people on the ship to help you like repair it so you can get out of there or something to that effect. I, again, I haven't played it a ton, but you're basically like micromanaging like four different people as well as like checking all the cameras to make sure they're not being hunted by the alien and you have to set up motion active uh, motion motion detectors and things like that and you only have a set amount of power that you can use at any given time and then on top of it it's all timed so like if if and when the clock runs out they take away the map and then you can only flick through the cameras and tell the people what to do huh so you can't see where they are on the map or what they're doing so it uh, it seems kind of interesting. It's 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 different, but I figure for five bucks or whatever. And and like I said, I I think I mentioned it before that I found an iTunes gift card like, yeah. outside of work, and so I just put it on my account and used it because why the hell not? Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I did download Fortnite as well, but it, it's in the middle of like uploading or like updating everything, and mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember any of my three accounts for Epic Game Store. So 
I don't know any of the passwords, so I can't actually log in and play it yet. <laughs> but I'm assuming having a controller will give me some form of advantage over the people who are playing on mobile. But I don't know. We'll see. Those kids out there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I forgot I did play something else briefly. Of course. It was you Mortal Kombat 9. Oh, you finally booted it up. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Now that Thanks for it. that. You're welcome. Gift. It was $5. Um, the, the problem I had, though, is my hands are super dry this yeah, time of year, and my too. thumbs are both split open, mm. and it's very hard to play a fighting game. Can't fight the huge comfortably. dudes with split open thumbs. Not really, yeah. no. The D-pad and stuff. Maybe. I mean, you don't have to use the D-pad, but it's preferable, I yeah. feel. No, Maybe yeah. you need to wear like Vaseline gloves like that one dude from Of Mice and Men. I put on Maybe. I, that's I that's what I do at night. So I, I cover I, my hands in Vaseline and then put socks over them. Really? For real? Yeah. Because other otherwise, like, look, right now I'm really like ashy and and it's not <laughs> good. But what else also... do you cover in a sock full of Vaseline? Anyway, <laughs> gross. <laughs> anyway, that's all I've really played other than Anthem and uh, we'll get to that. Yes, we'll All right. that. You got a bunch. I do have a bunch. Uh, so after our 100th episode and Nick talked about trying to get me to play Borderlands 2, it turned out that he bought me a copy of the Handsome Collection for PS4 oh, for nice. like 15 or 20 bucks at GameStop or something. Right on. Um, and I've been playing with that a little with them a little bit, and it's good. It's a good game. It's mm-hmm. fun. Uh, it's fun to play with them, and I'm kind of not paying as much attention to the story as I probably should, but um, I haven't played a ton of it as of yet. But uh, I don't think I've caught up to where I was when I kind of gave up on it on Xbox. But yeah. uh, the only thing I hate about that game is how limited your inventory is in the beginning. Oh, yeah. I feel like ridiculous. I fill it up every 10 minutes, and then i got to find a vending machine and sell all the shit that I picked up. Maybe I should just not pick up stuff so much. Um, but no, it's good. It's fun. It's weird playing another first-person shooter that's not Rainbow Six because it, everything feels like slow motion. Mm-hmm. Everything is so like tight and refined with Rainbow Six that everything else, especially like a Borderlands or probably like a Destiny or even a Halo or whatever, will probably feel pretty slow, especially with a controller. Uh, well, honestly, as to mouse and keyboard. But. It, it yeah, between the mouse and keyboard and the lower frame rate, yeah, and lack of G Sync and all that fun stuff. Like Ultra. yeah, it. When you play PC shooters for so long and switch back, it's really rough. It's a little jarring. Uh, I finished Return of the Oberdin. Uh, yeah, that game would have been in my top five. Awesome. It's so good. It's so satisfying. Figuring everything out is cool. The way the story unfolds is very interesting. Um, I can't recommend it highly enough. The fact that like I get towards the end of the game and I have this pool of like 10 people and it just caused me to be like, I thought I knew all of these things about these 10 people because you figure out who they are or how they died or who killed them. But then I would get to a point where I'm like, I have everything solved for this guy, I thought, but then I solved three other people and those all cleared up. But the original guy that I had figured out, quote unquote, didn't clear with them. So I must have one of the details wrong. So I got like late into the game and then I was like, I need to erase literally everything that I have for these last 10 people and just try to track them all through again. And it wasn't frustrating. It was really satisfying to kind of be like, all right, I'm not thinking about this right. I need to do it differently. 
and it really makes you pay attention to the context clues of like is this guy uh a top uh like a top man or a c man or whatever <laughs> god damn it <laughs> Top uh, man isn't any better. <laughs> well, they're all terms a, of people who are on a ship. So. Top seaman. No, but anyway, or a midshipman or whoever, like trying to figure out who they are in context to each other and like the pictures that they give you that kind of show people in relation to each other. Uh, it was very interesting and certainly worth the money if you are interested in that type of game. I just want to throw it out there. I tried to hold it together. You I did know. a good job. It was his. It yeah. was Brian's fault. Uh, I have been playing Tron 2.0. Yes. Why? Because it's fantastic. It is. It's one of my favorite shooters. It's a really, really unique shooter. It incorporates a lot of interesting stuff from Tron. It's interesting how much of it kind of overlaps with Legacy. Like how much of the story did they pull for Legacy for it? Mm -hmm. Um, it's just. It's a very unique game, and it doesn't run great on modern computers, but it certainly runs better than it did before they put some work into it. Well, there's a at least like ago. a widescreen mods and stuff, right? Yeah, so you, you gotta you gotta right put resolution. a little bit of work into it to make sure that it'll run the way you want it to. But other than that, like it's just fun. You're going through. It's a shooter, but instead of a gun, you've got your identity disc that you can throw at things, or you have to like block. It's really hard because the enemies can chip away at your health really easily mm-hmm. if you're not like taking cover and blocking shots. Um, they have some stuff kind of like near Automata where you have slots in your memory to load in mm-hmm. programs that are like different skills or things like that. And you can optimize those skills when you find these little like program optimizers that will make them take up less space so you can combine more of them together. Yeah, and like it's got a lot of really unique ideas, and honestly, it just makes me sad that nobody's doing anything with Tron right now because I feel like there's a wealth of stuff to be mined there. So, there are light cycle sequences too. Oh no, I know, I got I got to one of them, and it's very it's very it's very traditional light cycle. Yeah. It's not Tron Legacy light cycle by any stretch of the imagination. You are doing ninety degree turns on a dime, which is fun, uh, and and also harrowing, but. No, it's quite good. Uh, I recommend it for anybody who's a fan of Tron. Yeah, I remember there being a lot of really cool ways to build out your character. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was fun. There's a lot of different sub-weapons and things for you to use if you want to do that. And uh, you have to, like... The only thing that's really weird to me is the management of your energy, which some of your weapons pull from, but also you use to download emails and permissions and other programs from bins around the world. So like the fact that like, there's not an infinite amount of that in the world means that you can do things the right way or do them the wrong way and like kind of miss out on some stuff. Interesting. But, um, no, it's very cool. It's a great game. It's pretty cheap on steam. But other than that, I did pick up the resident evil two remake. Um, that original game, to me was one of the greatest games ever period and they have somehow figured out how to improve on it it mm. is not exactly the same game um did you buy it digitally or do you have a... i rented it oh you rented i rented it, okay. it. yeah because i had half off at the store so i got five days for three dollars and 80 cents or something mm. but um 
it's incredible like it looks amazing first of all the resident evil engine or whatever it is looks great it's the same engine they built resident evil 7 on so um it's got that going for it but it looks even better than that now the hdr and 60 frames that are on the playstation pro are great um and it honestly it feels a lot like what i said with shadow of the colossus where it feels like my memories of what those games what what that game is because it it, like in your memory it looks really good until you sit down and play it but the tank controls are all gone it actually controls well this time which is awesome um and like the mr x did you ever play to the point where you would run into mr x um no i got to when the liquors were more prominent okay and that was basically i'm out that's kind of where i'm at right (laughs) now in the game and it makes me want to quit playing but then on top of that like this might ruin a little bit for some people that are yeah i do plan on playing it's not it's not like it it won't be a spoiler for you because you've never played it oh okay but there's a thing for people who have played the original Mr. X is this dude that you run into on, like, one of the late scenarios if you've replayed the game a couple times with Claire and Leon. Yeah. And he's basically this dude that Umbrella brings to the police station to, like, wipe up their crimes, essentially. But he will chase you in parts of the mansion. But he would always stop if you got to, like, a safe room. And in this game, there are certain safe rooms he can move through. And the first time that happened, I honestly lost my shit. I I was playing last night at like 2 in the morning. And I was (laughs) like, what the fuck is going on? Why can he be in here where I have a typewriter to save it and a box to open up and all that stuff? So it scared the crap out of me. And it was awesome. And I didn't think that they would be able to do that to me with this. Like, I knew... It was going to scare me anyway because it's creepier and more realistic, but um, I didn't think that it would do that to me at all. Like, I didn't think it would surprise me with something like yeah. that. So, that like, was like really a very awesome. fundamental dynamic yes. change. It certainly changes to the gameplay. Yeah, it changes what I expected of the game from what I originally. It's like I said, it's not a spoiler for you because you don't have the context of what I the original. You, yeah was was like in that situation but um no it's very good you should pick it up but if you so like he, Resident so Evil. so he plays a more prominent role in the main story now like it's not like he played through a bunch and had to no this is i'm four hours in and he's yeah. in it yeah. and, and i think he's in it for claire and leon both yeah. the other thing is is that you can turn on directional audio and you will hear him walking around oh shit in the building there are certain rooms that he does not go in like there, he, he won't, like, follow you. He'll follow you into hallways, but he doesn't necessarily, necessarily, like, corner you in all of the rooms. Yeah. If there are two ways out of a room, he will come into it, it seems like. Um, but you can hear him stomping around and that's try a, to, like, you can hear if he's above you. You can hear if he's below you. Yeah. Can, you can hear if he's, like, further away down the hallway from you. It's just an interesting concept to, like... I mean, it's obviously like you want to create gameplay that's enjoyable. So like allowing him to only go into rooms where there is an exit for you is what they intended. But it's just interesting to like, I I don't know. I don't know exactly what I'm trying to get. I just find that. Well, and in the original game, it's an idea of like mechanic, like gameplay mechanic that like I never would have necessarily thought of. Yeah. 
So and it, it almost smells of me like because in the original game you could shoot him to kind of down him, yeah, and he wouldn't necessarily chase after you immediately, but the and you can do that again in this one. But the thing is, is that he can he has a much like he's always there after this point. It seems like yeah, there might be some points where he stops being there, but for right now, as I'm still doing things around the mansion he's still there and he's always there and i need to know where he is at times in order to make sure that he doesn't necessarily get the jump on me so it's pretty incredible and i recommend it for for anybody who hasn't played resident evil 2 now is the time to play it for anybody who has played it previously you should come back to it because it's they did an incredible job making it feel like what it was, but also still giving it some room to surprise you and, and be different. So, yeah. But other than that, I think that's pretty much it for other stuff that cool. I played. Um, what do we want to talk about next? Do we want to do Gladish's feedback real quick? Yeah, we can do that. So Gladish sent in some feedback. It says, hey, guys. So first of all, congrats on the 101 episodes because we're now on 101. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank you. A, you're doing a great job. And as I said before, I'm not only listening to the podcast because you're my friends, but I actually enjoy it. So keep on doing your thing. And I wish you a successful 2019. The 100th episode was really good. And the Ewok celebration theme was perfect. It was also <laughs> we did get we didn't we get a uh, uh, the YouTube, a YouTube YouTube got flagged. Yeah, we got yeah. flagged on YouTube for using that. So that was cool. Um, oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and he says uh, it was also pretty cool to listen to your guys' experiences of Bandersnatch, especially John, since it was pretty much the same I had. I was stuck in a loop for almost two hours before I gave up. It was pretty funny, though, to drive the dude insane telling him I was watching on Netflix was probably <laughs> the best part for me. It's definitely an interesting experiment, and I'm looking forward to what they do with stuff like that going forward. Imagine something like Until Dawn in that form. I'd play slash watch it. Ooh. And then he says, uh, insert funny joke about small mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he says, I guess you're going to talk about Anthem today as well, but since I only played like maybe an hour of the beta, I don't have much to say about it. Maybe that... It seems like it's supposed to be played with a controller. Mouse and keyboard don't really work for me that well. Gladish, I feel the same way. We'll get into that for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to add that not even a perfectly polished beta could convince me to give EA my money at this point. I still have this feeling that they're going to fuck that up one way or another. I Also, I have some thoughts on Vampire I'd like to share with you since none of you played it as far as I know. Vampire is an open world game where you wake up as a doctor who just got transformed into a vampire as he tries to figure out what happened and who is responsible for his transformation. In the world, you have districts which you can either save by helping the NPCs or you can just kill everyone and become an unstoppable monster. And here's what is really interesting. You can gain a lot of XP by killing the NPCs, but to get the max amount of XP of each person, you have to talk to them, listen to their stories, find out their secrets, and so on. And after you've killed someone, you can hear their last thoughts, which can result in some really sad moments. Wow. That's super deep. <laughs> That's very deep. <clears throat> so at the point, at that point, the game really plays with your conscience. Also, killing certain people makes you unable to save certain districts. You basically have two options. Either you become this unstoppable killing machine, which results in the worst possible ending, or you can be the good guy, which results in really tough boss fights. Being Barry, a shitty vampire. <laughs> yeah. Barry played the game and tried to save everyone, but was so annoyed by the hard fight, so she decided to slaughter everyone who was worthless in her eyes and gain enough XP <laughs> to complete the game. <laughs> Since she finished it, I asked her for a review, and that's what she said to say. Uh, that's what she, that's what she had to say. Must buy for every vampire fan. Hmm. So you should probably pick it up, John. Yeah, it's I. I it sounds like a fun game. Well, it sounds interesting. Uh, since you're talking 2019 games today, I'm going to end this email by giving you my most anticipated game of this year, and it is, drumroll please, Crash Team Racing. 
Yeah. Thank you guys for a wonderful and entertaining gaming podcast. Gladish, thank you for the email, dude. Yeah, thank you, sir. Uh, I I will next time Vampire goes on sale, I'll pick it up. Yeah. I'll probably grab it. I think it's on PC, and it's usually pretty cheap too. It goes to like ten ten or fifteen bucks or something like that. So Ooh. it's not too bad. Um, <clears throat> Crash Team Racing, huh? Yeah, no, I yeah. probably agree with that. That, that game what, starts fights, man. What we see later, but it's I'm, like I'm it's eager like to try Brothers. it because uh, all I know of you just know Kart Mario games Kart. is Mario Kart. Yeah, I yeah. I've played hear... like every Mario. Well, not every Mario Kart, or a lot of Mario Karts. Yeah, I can imagine Gladish sliding past me and laughing maniacally in the <laughs> headphones, and it just makes me angry right now, but. I, I think it'll be a lot of fun when right. it comes out. I, so. I imagine him rubber banding because he's in <laughs> Europe. Yeah, he's like he's like uh, he's like Vanellope in in Wreck It Ralph. She can glitch. Yeah. Gl- glitching is her superpower. So, all right, all right. Let's get in some news. News. Yeah. Uh, first up, a couple weeks ago, um, Sony announced that full cross-platform play is now live in Rocket League because they've brought it into their cross-play beta, whatever bullshit They are that still is. working on cross-play parties, though. Yeah. So you can play, like, you and your homies on PC can play against homies on PlayStation, or, like, everybody can play on, like, different teams, yeah. but you can't party up necessarily across platforms quite yet. Yeah, so um, still cool, good that they're actually, uh, so it says, yeah, in their first update this year, uh, they will release their cross-platform party system, so that should be coming soon, but um, awesome that there's another game that you're able to play from pretty much any system you want, and, uh, you know, that's good. I'm glad Sony had to give up on that. Yeah. Suck it. Yep. (laughs) All right. Uh... EA canceled their open star open world Star Wars game. Uh, this article is on Kotaku, written by the great Jason Schreier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, what has come about is they dropped this open world game, and they haven't necessarily they haven't fired anyone from the team working on it. So it's not like it was like they were cutting people. They just didn't want to go in the direction this game was going. So they they the main thing I got from the article is that the release schedule is what was was the problem. They want to have a game out sooner than what this game was promising. So yeah, they're hoping to have something out by 2020, which is the, the speculation is that is when all the new systems are going to be available. The updated, we're going to have all our Great. new playstations and Xboxes and whatever. Yeah. So and my PC will still be faster. Yep. <laughs> Probably. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then what was I going to say? It sucks that EA can't seem to get a Star Wars game off the ground. Yeah, right. We've gotten, what, four games since they won sole sponsorship of the license or whatever the hell it is, and none of them have been particularly good. The Battlefront games are fine, but are they? I mean, I haven't even played the second one yet, although I have access to it now. I installed it, but the first one kind of left a bad taste in my mouth for whatever reason. Yeah. And and the whole loot box thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, well, I think they keep just picking the wrong projects. Like, don't they just know that we just want another damn X-Wing game? Well. Something like that. You would, you would think it would be easy for them to know these things after having decades of Star Wars fans talking about what they want. They should have plenty of ideas for to, to mine through. Uh, it sucks that like some i think uh the dude who wrote rogue one said he got to see some of the uncharted style game 
that Amy Hennig was working on before this one that just got yeah. canceled. And um, he was like, it was perfect. He's like, it was Star Wars Uncharted. That is what it was. And it would have been amazing. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I, and especially, I feel like it would sell great, too. Yeah, and that's the thing, especially after this year where God of War, a single-player experience, Ooh. won Game of the Year, and Spider-Man was up there, too. All of these games that had great single-player story, story that were fully encapsulated by the idea of a single-player storyline. And then they went and canceled that. Terrible. But, yeah. anyway. Um... Yeah, what I was going to say is it sounds like they haven't scrapped this entirely. They're yeah. just not working on it. And that the hope is that they will come back to this after the next release. Yeah, they'll kick it. So. They'll kick the can down the road when they get more Star Which, Wars money. I mean, in. who knows what the hell that means or yeah. how long uh, that's yeah. going to take. But I do. I have high hopes for whatever one respawns working on. Yeah, the Jedi. I mean, I've, I like Titanfall games order, were yeah. very solid and. Uh, yeah, I'd especially be curious to see what kind of campaign they'd come up with I'm, after that yeah. Titanfall two campaign. I mean, with the wall running and stuff, like you yeah, can, I mean, you wall some... running stormtroopers, bring it on. Well, no, I was just mean like oh, in no. terms of like it, being able to incorporate those sorts of acrobatics in in a game with like you know Titans. Jedi force powers. Just yeah. imagine using Jedi's in, in the same manner. Yeah, yeah. It'd oh be, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That's a good call. So, um, and then what's next? We got uh, Sea of Thieves. Is enjoying a resurgence on Twitch. Yeah. So yeah. last week it was the number one game being streamed on Twitch. It which overtook is Fortnite. Pretty incredible. It's been in the top three for a while now, mm-hmm. and it finally hit number one with the most viewers. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's because of the latest update, I think, or expansion that they released has led to a lot of that. Um, yeah, they've had like three big content drops that were announced at E3 last year. I think mm-hmm. all three of them are out at this point. And a lot of the bigger streamers, people like Ninja and Dr. Disrespect and whatever, they're yeah. all playing Summit, Sea of Thieves now. Summit 1G. Yeah, because they like to come in and act like pirates, which is also interesting because I think uh, Rare has kind of pushed back at that. I've been like, you're maybe not obeying our terms of service by griefing people all the time and acting like a pirate, which is yeah. kind of stupid. Right. Um, but no, it's really interesting, and and once again, it's time for our every episode statement of we should play some more Sea of Thieves. Yeah, sometime. I but think we've mentioned this for the last several episodes. Absolutely, this will this will be good though. I think for Sea of Thieves, as soon as like having this kind of attention from these high profile streamers, especially with the new arena mode coming out, like yeah. which is what I think these guys are really waiting for. Probably because they're all tired of playing PUBG and and Fortnite. Yeah, they want the next thing, and yeah. Sea of Thieves is a, is a nice little Cinderella story like comeback. Yeah. So no, it's cool. It's good. Yeah. And then I don't know what you pulled up next. Okay. That's like the shorter version of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can click. Through. I didn't even like cl- the click through is there's a lot of terminology. I don't care to deal with, but anyways, uh, multiple law firms are now uh, putting together class action lawsuits against Activision Blizzard for the Bungie split because they're saying that uh, Activision Blizzard misled them prior to the Bungie split. Uh, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah, it se- it seems like a thing where like they were expecting to hear about it at like a quarterly earnings call or something of that sort. Which that then, seems fair to me. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of big news. So I, I don't, you know, I don't. None of us are lawyers, and we don't really know much about how people would really be able to 
exert this type of lawsuit on them, right. but uh, it seems very interesting, especially given the news around Bungie splitting. So, yeah, no. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there to read about it if you're more interested in the legalese that is being thrown around. But, um, no, that sucks for Activision. That's like when it rains, it pours. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It, this... Uh, if, I mean, if, if they misled people, shame on them. Cause, yeah. Uh, well, and I don't know what the guidelines are around something like that. Like, yeah, it's a publicly held company, but like... I think with a decision as big as that, it's something where you need to, like, announce it to your shareholders that it's happening ahead of time. Yeah, but was it... Like... W- because some of those shareholders may have only had interest in this, in Activision, because of Bungie. Yeah. Because I think it states in the article something along the lines of this is specifically... One of the lawsuits is specifically geared towards people who bought stock in the company between, like, August 2nd and, like, January. Yeah. And so those would be people who saw, like, a resurgence of the game from Forsaken. Yeah. And, and would have purchased on the uptick in the stock. And then now the game is no longer part of the company. So... That I can see being an issue. Again, I don't know shit about stocks, so I yeah. really shouldn't talk about it much. But no, that's kind of where my head's at with it. It seems, it seems quite uh, quite messy. Yeah. So, next, this is the saddest story in the news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Pour some out. No, not no. Really. You're it's not, not really. dead. Okay, so Nintendo came out and released this really sad, sad video. But like honest, it was and it like was honest refreshing. And, and, and it was nice to see a company actually like respect their player base and say that this isn't working the way we want it to. We are delaying this game further. Yeah, I appreciate the honesty, but I am so upset about this. So Metroid Prime Four <laughs> has been has been delayed, delayed. Uh, but delayed there wasn't even like a date at this point. No, they're literally starting from scratch, but they're bringing back Retro Studios who worked on the first 3 games, yep. which is great because those yeah. games are fucking awesome. Yeah. I also heard rumor online that the first 3 games are coming out as a trilogy package for Switch soon. They should. They certainly oh, should. Fuck they, yeah. Especially if they have this one delayed for so long. Yes. Um yeah, they need something to hold people over and maybe drum up some interest. With people that yep. haven't played Prime games, they had they released a trilogy with like Wii controls on the Wii, and then it came out like it it went out of print relatively soon. I actually have a copy of it, but um, then they re-released it digitally on Wii U, so they should be able to do it. They should have. I, the, I would be so happy. I'd buy it immediately. Yeah, yeah. and could, I'd play through all three of them, and then we could play the multiplayer in two. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> co Oh yeah, it's got it's well, got deathmatch. No, it's got oh, like a match. it's got like a split screen four person deathmatch that uh, we used to play with Corey nonstop for many many hours, many hmm. drunken evenings. Yeah, I was we drunk. I was. I was like Corey and I would come back from partying and then, we, and then we would play it, <laughs> <laughs> and then we the four of us, three of us would get in a fight. Yep, pretty much. No, <clears throat> it was pretty rad. So uh, yeah, it's a bummer that Metro Prime Four is delayed. Uh, I probably wouldn't expect to see it before 2021 at this point, yep. but um, hopefully it means it'll be good. I'd rather be good than have it come out and not be good. Yeah, I like that uh, that M one Other that M. nobody likes. Yeah, yeah. I have a copy of that too. I've never played it, but I bought it for like four dollars. Yeah. So. All right. Next story. This leads us into our <laughs> discussion. Yep. 
Bioware says it didn't underplan server capacity for the Anthem VIP demo. And I believe that. I really do. And I'll tell you why. <clears throat> because when it doesn't matter what fucking game it is or how many servers you have in place, when everyone's trying to connect at the same time, it's going to bottleneck. Yeah. Period. It doesn't matter. And it didn't. It didn't stay that way for very long. No, it did didn't. It? Like Corey, because Corey had jumped in the game early Friday to try it out. Like when it opened at noon. Yeah, Eastern, something like that, or around two o'clock even. I think yeah. was because usually he's off work kind of early. So around then he tried to jump in it and was having issues connecting. By the time I got home at like six o'clock ish, no five. It was five thirty ish when I got home. I was able to get in with no problem, and I played for like forty five minutes before having to leave and then go do something and then come back yeah. and play it again. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Bioware came in. They're like, you know, we want to dispel this rumor that we underplanned because we didn't. Like, they had a plan in place for this exact to issue. scale it up. And I think part of it was uh, as I was playing for a long period of time, it gave me a notice saying server shut down in two hours. And then it would count down. And I would get a notice like every 15, 20 minutes that the server would be shutting down. And I think part of that is like, the people who don't want to deal with that are just going to leave and open up. Like, I don't think, like, I don't think I never, I played for a full two hours. It never shut down on me. Yeah. I think it was a system designed to like tell people like, Hey, we're going to shut it down and to then scale down and then they just dip out and they're like, I don't want to deal with that. Shit. I'm going to go play something else like PUBG. So I had no issues with it. I thought it was, it, it was, uh, it worked quite well. Yeah. And they talked a little <laughs> bit about other bugs about people rubber banding and things like that, which we did experience yes. a bit, but, um, you know, Online launches are always a mess. I don't think there's ever been one that's been good. And if it was, then it was probably a game nobody was playing. So, <laughs> I think the worst one I ever experienced was the Elder Scrolls Online one on Xbox. That was probably the most terrible. I remember that was pretty bad. I remember. I remember people being in queues for WoW. I mean, th- this yeah, lasted. WoW was pretty bad. This yeah. lasted for days, though. With WoW, it was like you could queue up and be in line for like whatever an hour if you really if it was really bad but eventually it would be fine and most of the servers would tell you ahead of time if they're overcrowded or not so you could switch to another server if you wanted to i remember the division losing like five levels of progress the first day (laughs) i don't remember that but that sucks the division did have a couple connectivity issues but it wasn't terrible if i recall but there's i mean it happens every time we should know to expect these sorts of things <clears throat> the level of salty disappointment that everybody goes through every time <laughs> this kind of crap happens is seriously annoying. Like, because then it's it becomes a Reddit post of like, I knew this game would be worse than Destiny. <laughs> <sighs> well, you can't fix stupid fucking so. losers, man. Yeah. Well, anyway, we should talk about Anthem. Let's talk about Anthem. Who wants to start? I'll start. I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, this game's dope. This is like, this is a. Everyone makes these comparisons to Destiny. The only thing it shares with Destiny is maybe some of its aesthetic and the fact that there are things that seem like it's a strike or a public event. No, I would say mechanically, um, like, the, like the structure of the game and the way it works is very much like Destiny. And that's okay because there can be like it's it's like. An MMO is an MMO is an MMO. Well, that's like, the thing is like these aren't this strikes. <laughs> strikes and destiny are instances in World of Warcraft. Yes, this like, is not a new model. No. So for everyone to con- continually compare it to Destiny is kind of stupid because they've been doing this in games for years. I mean, at, look at EverQuest, look at RuneScape, like look at all these other games that have been massively multiplayer online games over time that do essentially the same exact shit. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that play those games. Granted, Destiny's the most relevant because it's the most recent exactly. and the most popular at this point, but 
Who like I I'm kind of tired of hearing the comparisons. To be honest, it's closer to the division. It is right in the way it's a third person shooter. The way it plays in terms of its shooting mechanics is very similar to the division. Like you have, I I, I like the the shooting is is bullet spongy style like RPG. Like you're doing amounts of damage over time, and I like the skills like your grenades and your other shoulder mounted cannon or whatever the hell. I mean, I had one for the Colossus. He had like yeah. a, a pulse beam and. You know, your abilities are very similar to the ones you have in the division where, like, one of them is a grenade, one of them is some kind of support of some sort or things like that. Um, but it, it the the aesthetic, is the game's beautiful, for mm-hmm. one. The amount of customization you have for your javelins is incredible. I probably spent... I love the fact that there's no shaders. <laughs> <laughs> you can just color yeah. shit, whatever you want yeah. to color it. Whatever you want. You don't have... There's no consumable that you have yeah. to use to do it. You just do it. And there's different textures. It, you're not just altering the color, and you can design your own colors. Like they have a full like uh, CMYK color wheel set yeah. up, like like you're in Photoshop selecting colors. Um, but you're also selecting textures. You can have like plastic or metal or like worn down metal fabric. And- They've got soft metals like lead, <laughs> harder metals like steel. Yeah. They've got different fabrics. Different, like, they got like leather, rubber, like all these different textures are built into it, and then you're applying colors to that. And then I found uh, the camouflage texture yesterday that you could unlock for like 25 gold coins or whatever, and you can literally change the two different colors that are in the camouflage. Yeah, uh, I spent a stupid amount of time making my javelins look dope, and that that alone is like very fun. And I really, I hope. I don't. I don't know how often you get to see your character's face, but I hope you have some kind of character like, creator deal. Yeah, because I I just like that kind of shit. I don't care. Like if I don't like, I mean, you create your character in Destiny, and most of the time you run around in first person. Yeah. <laughs> you never get to see him. Yeah. Except maybe in a cutscene or two. I mean, in the the tower, you're in third person, but you can also leave your helmet on, so you yeah. never yeah. see your face anyways. Right. Because mo- most of the helmets look really cool in Destiny, yeah, so why exactly. would you want to run around with your, you know, like me with my stupid Mister Clean look that I had? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think of like it. I, I there's John so likes many, it a lot. I do. I love it. I'm super pumped on this game right now. Brian, what do you think of the game? I do think it's pretty cool. I'm not super pumped like John. Like <laughs> I don't. I still have my reservations. Like I feel like it's it's it could very easily fall into the same trap that like Destiny and the Division do. Just as yeah, far you as... never play either of those games. Well, no, I like both those <laughs> games, but <laughs> the Division more so. I felt like got stale to me quicker. Yeah, but like, that was we also one... jumped in like right at the beginning of the Division when it really didn't have. All the extra cool yeah. shit and the problem and the kinks were like you know straightened well, out. And you're gonna so. jump in before the beginning of Anthem when I'm, you unlock it five days earlier. But <laughs> that's the thing is, I feel like this demo is very, for the most part, I'd say about seventy five to eighty percent of it is very well put together and gives you a good feeling of what this game is about. Yeah. I don't know how much time you guys spent going through the Tarsus Fort Tarsus and talking to the people that you actually can talk to. None. But the story's pretty <laughs> fucking cool. I got and really like, sick of walking up to somebody and pressing F to talk to them and be like, this is not in if, the demo. If you if you look at your map, it indicates, it indicates which indicates characters the you can, can talk to. Yeah. And actually engaging with them is making me feel more involved in the story. Even well, though the I, demo I expect started there us, to be some decent story oh, elements for sure. because it's, it's, Bioware. it's a Bioware game. Yes. But but I like it I I 
and this is something we'll get into, but it was an issue I was talking with Gladish about briefly that my, I'm a little afraid of what, sort of longevity this game will have because that, that's what I was trying to talk about yeah, because it's a single player experience single player slash co-op experience I think one of the reasons why destiny has such a long um, staying power longevity to it is that it has if you get sick of just doing PVE stuff you can do PVP yeah and PVP I mean as we can as we all know because we play Rainbow Six all the time still has like an unlimited lifespan to it really. Yes. Like if you're, if you're into it and um, yes, I mean, that's, that's one problem I have with it is that it's not going to have that dimension at all. And then the, in the division originally there was just the dark zone. I think they added other PVP kind of modes at some point, but the dark zone after a while, just was like a, a griefing zone yeah, a more fest. than a, yeah. an actual like fun challenge. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I really think that's what the main thing that puts Destiny over the rest of these kind of games. But I don't know yet. Like Anthem's not out. Maybe there's just like an absurd amount of stuff that I'll never get sick of. Maybe like the variety of activities is amazing. I do like, like I don't think I'll ever get sick of moving around that world. No, the flying is very cool and it definitely like sets it apart from those other games in the same genre. You could yeah. say, um, I actually, I would imagine the controller does feel better. I haven't tried it yet. But the mouse and keyboard feels infinitely better if you tweak some of the settings. Um, As somebody who tried plane settings, adjusted flight settings with mouse and keyboard, and then controller settings, the flight feels the absolute best with the controller, even after the adjustment. But aiming at things is a lot better with mouse and keyboard than it is on the controller. Yeah. Because that's just an inherent that, way those things work. I had so. the same problem with uh, Titanfall. Originally, I played Titanfall on the PC. Mm-hmm. And it is a really tight FPS. It's fast. So, like, using a mouse and keyboard feels good. But for some reason, at least for me personally, using a mouse and keyboard to control the Titans, like the little mechs, doesn't seem right yeah it seems like something you'd use a controller for so i ultimately ended up using the controller most of the time for that game because ultimately they don't have the response time that you would want out of a mouse and keyboard right yeah like those like a mech or like in this case like the flight had a delay to it to its movement whereas like when you're using a mouse and keyboard you expect the mouse movement to be instantaneous well, that right? that's fixable. That's right? What no, I'm it, it is, but but that's that was like that's the main issue I think you were having with it was that. Well, Titanfall didn't have that delay. Okay, even when you were using the Mac. Correct. Yeah, the Macs are pretty snappy. Still, okay, they were still linear. snappy, but would well, no, I never played it. So. But it just <laughs> didn't feel. For one thing, there were a lot of extra commands. Okay, and they didn't feel quite right on the keyboard. Like it was too much for me to like memorize yeah. for some reason. It just seemed to map better to a controller. I got you. And I, I feel like the Javelins may be the same way. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm Mouse and keyboard is definitely doable. 
but yeah, controller. Yeah, Gladish, I would say you should play it with a controller on PC, even like if you want to play with uh, with us still, because I feel like most we're, of us I mean, are going to get it I'm on getting PC because I have Origin Premium. Yeah, I mean it is also a game that doesn't have PvP, so you're not putting yourself at a, a distinct disadvantage by playing with by a controller. Yeah. Controller, yeah. So I would say you know that's still a good reason to do it, and you can you can use your PlayStation controller. Uh, well, no. I couldn't actually. <laughs> so maybe he doesn't have a controller to use with his PC, but I don't know. Maybe they'll patch that in. Who knows? You can't use the PlayStation controller plugged in. I plugged it in and tried it and it wouldn't, it wouldn't take, but I don't know if like maybe having steam open messed with something. Yeah. I don't know. When I plugged in my 360 controller, it immediately worked. Okay. But, mm-hmm. uh, my wireless 360 with the dongle or whatever, but he said um, he could use his PS4 controller with his PC. With his PC, yeah, yeah. but Anthem for some reason I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. No, I'm, don't I'm guessing he was able to get it to work. Did you oh. maybe he did it through Bluetooth instead of hooking it? Up uh yeah, I didn't try it cuz I do have the I like official that, Sony yeah. dongle as well, so maybe that would have worked better, but Well, also like a lot of PCs, well like my PC has Bluetooth as part of the motherboard. Yeah. And he has a laptop, so it almost definitely yeah. has. Yeah, Bluetooth. maybe that would be better. I don't know, but um, yeah, I like the game a lot. I am concerned about the way the story will be told to me. I don't feel like the way I went through these missions, I was absorbing anything. Um, it so. should be noted that this does the demo started everyone ten levels in, yeah, and further in the story yeah. than I, we will actually begin. I, so. I I yeah I fully acknowledge that the way that the the demo is structured it's not as though it is the ideal situation for understanding story right. and like knowing the actual thrust of the game so I'm reserving full judgment on that for when we actually play it but I kind of um, feel like any game that tries to tell you elements of the story as you're playing it and is also co-op immediately fails at telling you the story like because you can't you're busy talking to your friends about how to play the game or just bullshitting yeah you can't pay attention to what the game is trying to tell you this would be the the same time game that i would hope would have a push to talk and we probably should it does actually in a discord (laughs) channel talking while we're playing yeah because i was actively trying to listen to it and have convert like and there's like and Corey's in the background talking about destiny and then what is what is reading on reddit at the time right so it was it was not the easiest to follow if i was actually trying to follow things but obviously again like it's a it's a demo uh it's starting us 10 levels in so who really knows what happens prior to that but i do like i I don't like i said i don't know how much of the talking to other characters you guys did but there there are decisions like there's there's a bartender in the bar it's got who you talk to where it gives you like binary like you know give him this choice or this one and then there's another character paragon or renegade from mass effect like yeah there's another character uh jacks i think was his name maybe or jack or something i don't remember exactly what it was but you talk to him and you're helping him choose which uh freelancer missions to go on and based on like you know which one you told him to do he's telling you a different story in response to like what happened on that mission like it was just kind of cool to have these like character building things happening yeah and that's that's cool like i didn't spend that much time doing that and you know like i i still want to know what like the story they want to tell with the game is going to be but that'll come later um that said 
The shooting feels good. The um, do the guns feel like pea shooters to you at all? Or that doesn't really work. Like that type of classification for me doesn't really work in this game because it's, it's not a first person, person yeah. shooter. Yeah. Um, you, have you tried? Have you tried any of the? You you didn't you didn't get a Colossus. No, I only had the uh, the Ranger and the like the auto cannon on the on the Colossus the Storm. is is fucking unbelievable. Yeah, when I, was I heard it. when I heard when I heard you using it, I was scared. So that, <laughs> that works. Storm was pretty ridiculous. The what, storm, the little bit that so I messed fun. around with that javelin. The storm alt is. Yeah, that was one insane. of the most just gorgeous like, things that I've ever seen in a video game, and it feels like it's super OP. Like the, the fact Ranger that, Alt is dope because it makes you feel like fucking Iron Man. Yeah, oh, the yeah. Ranger Alt is really cool, but the Storm Alt, the fact that you you hit X or whatever on keyboard, and then like you have three different elements, and you can just sit there and spam it like you would spam like the, <laughs> yeah. the grenades with the with the fire one for the Warlock and Destiny or whatever, but. Instead of being like you throwing grenades and things getting on fire, it is like literally everything in front of you is exploding and getting hit with lightning. And <laughs> yeah, it, it was startling how powerful it felt. It's incredible. It is so cool. So like that stuff is really neat. Um, it really scratches the Mass Effect itch, which is not for some reason what combat I was wise. Yeah, actually, it feels very much like an evolution of, especially of the. Ma- multiplayer mode they added in uh, three. I don't like, really. It feels like an evolution of that. I don't really remember my time with Andromeda, but it, it feels like this is what Mass and, Effect yeah. Three would have evolved into eventually at some point. And Andromeda, for all the grief we give it, which it totally deserves. The combat was better. The combat than had some cool things going, going on, on and the it. multiplayer part of it used those very well. Yeah, but um, yeah, that game sucks. So yeah. fuck you guys. <laughs> but um. <laughs> The verticality in this game is unfucking believable. Yeah, that's cool. Like you said, it's really cool when you like get up super high and then just plunge toward the ground. Yeah, I like that. There's no fall damage. Yep. As the Colossus, if you fly up really high and then drop and hit your melee attack, he does this fucking epic ground pound. Yeah. That like it like I came in. In, so we were fighting a whole mob of enemies, and I I flew in, and as I saw the mob, I flew above them and then did that drop on them, and I was like, did anybody else see that? <laughs> like, Because that looked cool as shit from my point of view. I couldn't imagine how sweet it looked from everyone else's point yeah. of view, but nobody saw it. Nope. I don't think. I mean, you may have saw one or two. Well, and that, like the, the way that it, like, I feel like in this game, it was easy for us to be focused on what we were doing and not necessarily looking at the wider scale of what everybody was doing. But I think it's just because we were all figuring out yeah. how the javelins work and what ways work. Like, you can try and get in the shit with the storm, but you get torn apart really easily because it's the glass jaw. Like, he's yeah. got more DPS, but he's really low on armor. So, it, like, we're figuring out those roles. And I think as we start to. Yeah. You know. That's also something we learned from Mass Effect, I feel, is like the synergy of the classes and yeah. how you can totally like you could have I mean, even in Mass Effect, you could have like three biotic specialists or something. Yep. And then or yeah, or like three soldiers or whatever. And get by, but it wasn't as effective as having like a good mix. People that yeah. would actually like um, use stasis to freeze people for the soldiers, yeah. and then biotics to you know like yeah. It, and I feel like that'll definitely come in play with this game. Like we could all rock rangers probably and get by, but like if we have a storm freezing everything and John falling from the sky, stomping on shit. 
I will. I, I did. Cool. There are certain aspects that I liked with the Colossus, specifically that auto cannon is the shit, and then doing the ground pound stuff was cool. But overall, I don't think I liked playing him as much as I like the Ranger. Um, I feel like I just I, he's very bulky. Like I hope maybe there's different armor oh. mods that I can get that make him not feel as like I don't like his aesthetic as much. Yeah, is part of it. I'd like him to look more like a I don't know. Yeah, everyone likes Iron Man. Well, in general, one of the things I was going to say, I hope they, they allow us in the game at launch is I, I hope they kind of give us the reins a little more and allow us to do loops as we're flying. Yeah, that was Or I would really like me. barrel rolls like to yeah. to evade objects and things like that. Would there be is an really evade cool. button. Is there? When you yeah. It's uh, middle mouse. It's your mouse wheel. Claw. I, I, I don't know it. what it is for the key, for the controller. I was no. using controller the whole time. But I think it's B. But not just not just for the sake of like evading enemy like missiles and things, but for getting around stuff like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I would like to be able to do that. Like, I mean, similar to how like when you know, making a destiny comp- comparison, when you're on the sparrow and you hit the shoulder, how button dare and, you? And it kicks over to the side. Like I'd like something where you can get your javelin to, to roll to the side would be really cool. But mainly the loop to loop thing. Like, let me be as acrobatic as I think this, sh- this, this suit should be. Yeah, I should be able to do these things if I'm flying through. A circular hole in rocks. I should be able to loop up around well, and in back into it again. Like, ma- let me feel like I'm fucking. I, Superman, I think if Iron you Man. if you pre-order the dark below, you get the special javelin oh, that, that can yeah. do the tricks. <laughs> is that how that works? Yeah, the, the, light, I, the light above. I love <laughs> the fact that I will be able to try out and play with the javelins without like making a new character and going through the story. Yeah, that's again, very cool. And, and what's, all the stuff again. What's like, cool is like you your your main character has. Like levels that they gain as a pilot, yeah. But then each javelin suit also has, has attributes oh, really? that you can, oh, okay. yeah. So you can okay. work on leveling each of those up individually. But it's not like you have to swap out of the game and move to the next character to do it. You can just do it in the, in yeah. the tower. That's and cool. I assume like as Tarsus, you get like tower. Yeah. <laughs> fuck I, <laughs> tower sis. I assume that as you get to like a higher power level with one javelin, all the other ones, all the other loot you get will be like. I think that's how it functioned in the demo. Was like once I started getting. Uncommons. I think at like you'll level get, thirteen. I was getting level thirteen stuff for. Yeah, whatever I think like I your had. main pilot level is what'll dictate what loot you get, and then from there it, it just goes. So yeah. like as you level up, you know your your pilot to fifteen, you're gonna get level fifteen stuff for like your level ten javelin yeah. or whatever. Maybe I don't know. What it, the game's good. We're gonna talk about it more when it actually comes out. Yeah. Are I, there any if, other? Thoughts? If we're talking, if we're talking most anticipated games, this is my most anticipated yeah. game for 2019. I'm I'm just gonna throw that out there. It is my most anticipated game. I cannot fucking wait to play the whole game. Now, the reason the Division Two isn't higher up on that is because of the fact that I've already played the Division. You I know, know what it I is. know what it's yeah, like. It's a known. Quantity. I get it. This is something completely fresh, in my opinion. Uh, and I, I'm just super pumped for it. I am excited about the... Uh, I'm more excited about this now that I've tried it. Me yeah. too. Me too. Um, I think everybody was. Because I wasn't sure like how yeah. it would feel, if it would feel right. And it, it feels right. Like it's unique feeling and like even Josh said last night when we were playing for a minute, like he he's like if anything, like the the mechanics of the controls of this game are incredible. Yeah, yeah. And he's he doesn't play single player games. He plays competitive shooters like Rainbow Six. I, so. I like games that it's like they're fairly easy to to learn the controls of, but difficult to master. I feel yeah. like that's kind of how the flying is in this, like. Well, everything you can do with you can, it. You I can mean, do it, but you can, you're going to eventually be doing it in style yeah. and efficiently, like stopping on the dime, hovering, shooting some guys, flying through a waterfall, 
whatever. Right. It, it's just going to be, it'll be more fun. Being able to like play, time waterfall hits in order yeah. to get somewhere, I think, you know, or like hovering along the water and then going like all that stuff. Yeah. Like I think there's certainly room there for there to be things to learn oh and just because i know Corey's like yelled at me about it because i said it a million times the music is fucking awesome (laughs) it is so cool like very cool music i really hope they release some kind of cool soundtrack that i can buy on vinyl that i'll never listen to on the record because i don't have a (laughs) record player uh but yeah it's 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 great we're we're all pretty excited for it i think so yeah cool all right let's look at this 2019 release schedule all right so, uh, we're going off of the 2019 in video gaming list that is on Wikipedia, uh, which is always, uh, there's also 2019 in film. They do the year in film and video games and all that kinds of stuff. And it always has like outlines of what's actually going on. But, um, yeah. So in terms of January and big things that have come out, there was the new super Mario brothers. U deluxe came out for switch. That's a re-release of the, uh, Wii U game. You got Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown, which came out for PS4 and Xbox. Also has PSVR support in it. Pat said he was really digging it. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it's really sweet. I um, feel like VR would be awesome. Yeah, I've never played an uh, Ace Combat game, but it kind of made the VR stuff makes me want to pick it up. Uh, Travis Strikes Again No More Heroes is like a weird. Uh, the normal heroes games came out on like the Wii and Wii U, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of like a smaller version of that. Yeah. Uh, like there, there's, it's, it's, I think it's a mostly downloadable title. I'm not sure about that, but seems cool if you're into that. Resident Evil obviously came out on Friday, but as for stuff that actually is coming out in the future, Kingdom Hearts three comes out on Tuesday. I don't know. Kotaku, uh, they they added a third host on Kotaku split screen, Maddie Myers, okay. and she is very pumped for that. Yeah, and I I think people are. I'm the thing is is that like I would have been like if this would have happened ten years ago, I probably would have been psyched about it. Yeah, but at this point, I feel like I've grown out of it, and not to mention like the story's a mess, and you'll never actually understand what's going on, even if you've played all the games. I don't understand how Disney characters fit in with all this other stuff. You're That's way behind then. There's like seven other games There's, that there, ha- that has all happened in. But I think that's the dramatic shift I took in gaming Like after I got done with Final Fantasy VII and eight and ten and twelve was like... These, I'm done I doing homework to figure out what the fuck I is going on. I can't do Japanese RPGs anymore. <laughs> yeah. Which one is the true Final Fantasy? The first one. Okay. That was the one where the company was going bankrupt, and this was yeah. their last yeah. stab they, at The reason they game. called it Final Fantasy was because okay. they were. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I might pick it up. I watched them play some of it on Giant Bomb, but it's not going to be like a like a big thing for yeah. me. So, uh, what else do we got? February. February uh, looks like God Eater 3, I know, is something that people like. I think it's a little bit of like a Monster Hunter-ish type game. Okay. It's also the third one I've in the series. I've heard people talk about Blaze Blue. Yeah, Bla- like Blaze Blue is a fighting game. This, I think, is a re-release of the game coming out for Switch. Yeah. I think it's already out, it's for, already other out com- for other, other consoles. No, that's the one coming out on Switch. Yeah, so this this one oh, yeah, I is... Guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Out already on other platforms, right. but it's coming on Switch in February. Crackdown Trials. 3. 
Crackdown Another Pan. Trials game? Crackdown 3 supposedly coming out on the 15th. <laughs> I don't believe it yet. <laughs> Metro neither. Oh, Metroid Exodus. Or Metro Exodus. Far Cry New Dawn. Far Cry. So this is all on the 15th. You got Crackdown 3, Far Cry New Dawn, Jump Force, which is a fighting game that has a bunch of different anime characters in it, and Metro Exodus, uh, which is from the Metro 2077 and Metro uh, mm-hmm. Last Light, are yep. the two previous games in that series. So February is still pretty big. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, there's also a Phoenix Wright collection coming out for Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox, which I might actually pick up because I haven't played any of those games. That's coming out on the 21st. Anthem, of course, is coming out on the 22nd. Oh, man. I didn't realize the new Dirt Rally was coming out. Yeah, Dirt Rally 2.0 coming out on the 26th. So um, February looks pretty busy for yeah it's pretty a lot of different stuff like i don't honestly i'd like to try out crackdown 3 so if it does come out um i'll have it on on game pass we're literally we're literally like three weeks out i don't believe it i can't (laughs) there's no like best buy came out and was like you get a free steel book if you pre-order the game that came out like two weeks ago i think just i feel like the only way people are even going to play this game at this point is because it's part of Game Pass. Yeah, like I, I think you have to have Terry Crews deliver it to your front door on a horse. Yeah, with Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's taking no shirt so on. Long, yeah, no shirt. They're figuring out the logistics for that to happen. But I don't. It, I will not believe this is a game until I have played it myself. Okay. And I still don't believe it's a game, and I might not believe it's a game. I don't believe it's coming out that day. Yeah, I think it's going to get delayed again. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Maybe it's the cynical asshole in me. But Even if you had a physical copy in your hand, yeah. you, you would expect like to open it up open and see it no disc and there in there. Yeah, just be like, dust. <laughs> there is no Matrix. <laughs> It's like a Mission Impossible yeah, thing. It, it just self-destructs. It melts as there you put it no in your spoon. Xbox. Oh, God. There is no crackdown. Anyway, March, also busy. Uh, we got a Toe Jam and Earl game what? that's coming out. They're doing a new one. Dead or Alive 6 is also big. That's a fighting game that yeah. people like. Um, Total like War. Another Brian, Total War. you like Total War games, right? In theory. <laughs> okay. I find them difficult to get into, but they are very cool. Brian's going to play Devil May Cry. Devil May no, Cry 5 is coming <laughs> it looks out. terrible. Windows, PS4, and <laughs> Xbox. Uh, I feel like Corey would maybe check it out. Probably. I'm sure Drew will buy it, too. Uh, <laughs> I'd say the only game I'm definitely going to get that month would be The Division 2. Uh, and Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that was coming out. Hopping all over the place. Devil May Cry list, is man. March 8th. Uh, you've also got Tom Clancy's The Division on March 15th. Division 2, excuse me. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is coming out in 22nd. Oh, yeah. That is the Dark Souls-like game from From Software. And, uh, yeah, Tropico 6. Wasn't that already out? I don't know. Anyway, maybe not. Tropico uh, 5. I don't know. Uh, and then Yoshi's Crafted World is coming out for the Switch on the 29th. Mm. Um, That's the paper Yoshi game where you can flip behind the yeah. scenes. Like okay, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, I haven't bought a Switch game in a while. It'll probably be a pretty boilerplate Yoshi game, but it'll be good. It'll, like, yeah, it'll be well like, done. It's like the Kirby game that came out. It's just it's any any other Nintendo property. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty. It's a known quantity, but it will be good. Um, so that's cool. 
Uh, we're starting to get to where there aren't a whole lot of other scheduled releases, but uh, April, we know that we've got a Shovel Knight Showdown game coming out. That's a fighting game version Apparently, of Shovel Knight. Interesting. Every platform, even dead ones like Wii U. Yeah, and, and Linux. <laughs> and Linux is not dead. It'll uh, never be dead. I mean, it is, though. Uh, Gojo will be excited. April 11th, we've got Earth Defense Force. Ah, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. Uh, which I think was, I thought it was going to be DLC or something for Earth Defense Force 5, but maybe that's not the case. Let's take a look here. Oh, there's literally no information about it on Wikipedia. So Gojo it was announced at TGS knows all the information. Gojo definitely knows about it. So, um, Final Fantasy X and X2 HD remaster on Switch is something I may actually pick Switch up. and Xbox coming on the 16th. Yep, they are mm. doing, I think, that's going to be digital only, but they are doing a physical release actually, later. Actually, I take that back. I'll get Final Fantasy XII. Yeah, Final Fantasy XII is coming later that month uh, on the 30th. Um, oh, wow. Days so gone. They're releasing a bunch of Final Fantasy games yep. on Switch and Xbox. Mm. That's exciting. I didn't um, realize Days Gone was actually coming out. Yeah, so Mortal Kombat 11 on the 23rd. That's one thing I didn't get to talk about very much. I didn't think about it. They did the big reveal, and uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff about it. Basically, Raiden has fucked up the timeline so bad that they have retconned a bigger bad that controls time into ah. into like the final bot. Like there, she's the Shao Kahn of the game, okay. and <laughs> she is coming in to correct the timeline essentially. Um, so that's really cool. But also there's a character who's one of his moves. You can spend some of his special power to take time off of the clock in the round. What? Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. a game changer. So there's literally. some really, really interesting, interesting stuff they're doing with it. Uh, the graphics look great. I'm excited for it. That mm-hmm. might be one of my more anticipated games hmm. as to what's on here. But um, yeah. Yeah. Days Gone, that vampire vampire zombie 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 sons of anarchy game coming out for playstation 4 that they showed twice and then we're like we're not going to show this anymore zombies of anarchy that's why i forgot about it yeah i don't understand if they don't have faith in it or like if they realize nobody cares it looks pretty i think they uh does look very nice they probably started developing this when zombies were huge and people don't really care about zombies yeah i mean people don't even care about the walking dead anymore unless it's like an actually established franchise i.e resident evil yeah but i feel like this is the first like sony exclusive release that i'm kind of like i'll wait for reviews on this one (laughs) like there there haven't been many that i'm not like i'm definitely picking that up because it looks great and i know sony puts out good stuff i mean i'll probably get it to be honest with you it looked cool enough it looked interesting but i hate zombies and it was also kind of like a far cry ish game so you know zombie far cry no thanks um dauntless was that uh it's like a monster hunter it's like a free monster hunter style game yeah so it's open beta right now but it supposedly is actually finishing release in march so that's interesting um might be cool for people to check out and super meat boy forever is supposed to be out at some point in april which Mm. is the sequel to super meat boy Maze got rage 2 coming out on the 14th yeah that looks really good yeah i'll check that it looks very pretty like I'm glad that HDR is a thing because making people put color in their video games. <laughs> um, t- uh, Team Sonic Racing, which nobody cares about, because on June 21st we're getting Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. <laughs> yes, sir. The remake of Crash Team Racing. Uh, I'm really excited for that. I think it'll be great. 
But yeah, and then other than that, like right now, the only other game in 2019 that has a supposed release date, which will probably also change, is Shenmue 3. Is supposedly coming out August 27th. I thought that was supposed to be out years ago. I think the Kickstarter was supposed to put it in like 2017 okay. or something like yeah. that, but I don't know. Good for those people. I know they put out stuff for it, and it should... Like, I wanted to play one and two at some point in life, but I don't... Like John said, Japanese RPGs and like things like that require so much more homework to figure out what's going on like you have to have a japanese brain to like really (laughs) comprehend because the japanese are so efficient with everything that they do you would have to like be able to like suss your way through all of the information that's being thrown at your face their suspension of disbelief must be just so much higher than ours that they're just able to accept things and be like okay this is what is i'm I'm accepting what is presented to me but um yeah so other than that we can just kind of skim through unscheduled releases if you see something you care about we can talk about it there's supposedly an animal crossing game coming out at some point I this year we don't know that, that for that sure could be fun uh a new battletoads game code vein uh yeah code vein the anime dark soulsy game uh coming at some point bloodstained ritual of the night has been coming for a long time now that's the spiritual successor to symphony of the night uh, that got kickstarted several years ago. Um, that'll be out supposedly sometime soon. Dragon Quest Builders Two. I really liked the first one what I played of it, but I don't know that I need to pick up a second one until I actually finish it. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven and Nine are making their way to Switch and Crystal Chronicles and Crystal Chronicles <laughs> Remastered actually. So that one's actually kind of they've done a little work for it. Are on it. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses coming out. Q1 or Q2 for the Switch. I'm very excited for that game. I've wanted to play like an actual 3D Fire Emblem on a console rather than a handheld, although the Switch is kind of both. Yeah. Um, so it's cool that that's coming out. Gears 5. Uh, Gears 5, maybe. Who knows? I would say probably by fall. Yeah, probably. Uh, so that would be cool. In the Valley of the Gods was by Campo Santo, who did uh uh, Firewatch. The trailer for that was kind of interesting, but yep. I don't really understand what it's going to be. It looks cool, so I would certainly I want to check it out um, when that comes out. Luigi's Mansion Three. That'll be cool. Yeah, I'm, I've I'm heard down. those games are good. I never had a chance to play one, so maybe I'll try this one out. Yeah, that uh, Mario Kart uh, iOS game and Android is supposed to be out at some point this year. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three should be pretty sweet. They're doing that medieval remaster. <laughs> I didn't even. They, well, they are doing that. Yeah, it got announced at like PSX two, three what years about, ago. Uh, Mech Warrior Five. That's kind of a big deal. There hasn't been a, a true Mech Warrior game in a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I would be. I would like to check that out. I wonder if it'll have a VR mode. Maybe that would be. That would be interesting. Why you can't play it? You got rid of. <laughs> you got rid of your rift. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I would still like to go finish Ori in the Blind Forest, but God, that I mean, it seems hard. It's kind of like Hollow Knight level of hard, it seems. But yeah. um, cool that there's another one coming out. There should be a true Pokemon sequel, like a Generation 8 Pokemon game coming out this year, supposedly, mm. maybe. So It'll not, come out for Christmas. Not a Let's Go game. Yeah, 
Probably. That would be the right thing to do. Psychonauts 2. Tim Schafer. Cool. Uh, yeah, that'll be sweet. Uh, Skull and Bones is that excised... Black flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, excised ship stuff from Assassin's Creed in its own game. That actually looks fun to me. Yeah, no, it seems interesting. It seems like a different... The fact that we're getting a lot of different piratey games is pretty cool. There's not enough pirate games, in my opinion. So yeah, more more pirate good. games are welcome. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, that's, that's the, the respawn. respawn game, supposedly coming mm. fourth quarter. I, I hope it's kind of like a, a Jedi Knight kind of game. Yeah. That would be awesome. It seems that's what they wanted to invoke with that name. So we'll see if they intended that or not. But um, The Surge 2, John. Yeah, that's exciting. I don't know when it's coming, but maybe this year. That game still makes me mad just thinking about it. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Untitled Goose Game was shown off on a Nintendo Direct. It's an indie game where you control a goose and are tasked with a series of challenges to bother human characters. It that looks, just sounds fantastic. It looks awesome. Like, I'm I'm excited for it. So that's supposedly coming quarter one, quarter two. Uh, looks like Vampire's getting ported to Switch as well. Hmm. Uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, and then, what is, who's, I don't know who's your daddy is. Wolfenstein Youngblood. That's the game that yeah. is, I think it's BJ's Daughters are the ones yeah, that, that looks are cool. the main characters in the game. So that's pretty sweet. It's got like a 80s kind of vibe to it, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then World of Warcraft Classic. That is the vanilla world of warcraft remaster kind mm-hmm. of thing coming out so that should be interesting and then uh what? yeah they're making a dynasty warriors movie i guess huh that seems pretty recently added to this list but more importantly sonic the hedgehog is probably going to be terrible but the fact that jean ralphio is voicing him means that i'm all in uh, jim carrey's dr robotnik yeah that's going to be amazing it doesn't mean it's going to be good it'll be entertaining i bet you it's incredible um and Detective Pikachu looks better than it has any right to oh, be. I'm so pumped for I'm, that. I'm definitely <laughs> going to check it out. I, there's so. rumor that they're making a red and blue movie, too, that's going to be set in the same universe as Pikachu. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that. That would be interesting. Yeah. So, But what about Angry Birds 2, man? I don't care about the that. The fact yeah, no, that anybody terrible. cares about Angry Birds anymore is just infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes you angry. Yeah. So that's what's on this Wikipedia article right now. There's a lot of other stuff that isn't fully announced or may come out at some point in the year. We'll get more news on it, but uh, that's about what's out there right now. And, you know, well, I don't have to show that. But what anyway. are we talking about in two weeks? So in two weeks, we could kind of do, I mean, I shouldn't have shut that down. What's yeah. coming out? I might talk about Kingdom Hearts a little bit just to have something to talk about if I do. I, if I pick it up, I'll probably rent it and play it for five days and then yeah. take it back. Um, so, yeah. Two weeks puts us at what? February February 10th? 11th. Yeah, 10th and 11th. Then. Mm, nothing. So, by that time, not a whole lot. Co- oh, Wargroove is that other game. Oh, that looks interesting. It's coming out for Switch, Windows, and Xbox One on February 1st. Yeah, that looked cool. Uh, it's it seems very Fire Emblem or um, Advanced Wars. Advanced Wars, Wars yeah. yeah. So that that looks pretty sweet. Um, maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, maybe Willie will be done with Resident Evil by then. We That'd might be, cool. be able to have yeah, Willie on, and hopefully I'll have it finished as well. If I don't stop playing it, because I, I do want to point. play it, but I'm 
I mean, I'm probably going to hold off and just get it when it when drops in price. Yeah. And then play five minutes of it and never touch it again. No, I'll probably play the whole thing. Enough to fill a diaper. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, we could maybe do that. We'll see. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Yep. That's this episode. If you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Yeah, what he said. Uh, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, the Horror Movie Yearbook guys put out a teen horror bracketology episode, which is pretty exciting. Uh, check that out. Yeah, I think there's some uh, there's probably some Stephen Dorff talk in there. Get some True Detective season three vibes I love going Stephen on there. Dorf. He's so I'm awesome. I'm sure James Marsden is a topic. Amy Smart <laughs> is probably talked about. Uh, I haven't listened yet, but I'm excited to. Um, but yeah, no. Some uh, Nev, good... Nev Campbell. Yes, almost certainly. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, check it do, out. They do good work over there. We'll check back in two weeks for a new episode of the Game Nerds, and we will see you guys then. Peace. Peace.